0: The Kansas City Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions, and they stand alone atop the NFL. How can the Baltimore Ravens dethrone them? All that and more coming up next to in today's episode of Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire, coming to you from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for being here, making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms that includes in video form on YouTube and audio form wherever you get your shows. We're a five-day-a-week Ravens podcast, so Monday through Friday, every single week, plus some bonus content on the weekends and live shows after every piece of Ravens big news and... We also go live after every game. Well, that's not going to happen for a while now. We bring in that Ravens content. So if you're new to the channel, welcome in. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit the follow along button. If you're on YouTube with us in audio form, be sure to follow along as well. If you like the content, if you're an everyday here, welcome back to the show. And if you're somewhere in the middle, welcome back in as well. Hopefully uh, stay a while. Hit, hit that subscribe button too if you haven't already. It is there and it helps bring new fans, new Ravens fans, NFL fans to the show. So I really appreciate that. Today's episode of Lockdown Ravens is brought to you by PrizePaste. This is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom slash Lockdown NFL. Use go to lowercase Lockdown NFL for our first bus and match up to $100. We're back here. It is a Monday, and we are now without football for the next, what, six, seven months. Is the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 58, 25-22. Turned out to be a really, really good game. It was kind of a clunker in the first half, but was really good in the second half and overtime. So we're going to be talking about, look, I mean, Kansas City's at the top of the NFL right now. They're back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Patrick Mahomes is a three-time Super Bowl champion. Kansas City's alone there. And we're going to talk about how Baltimore can dethrone them today. We're also going to be getting into is next year Baltimore's year. We're going to talk about a lot of things, and that will transition us into the final part of the show which is the off-season officially begins. Now we do stuff on Locked On Ravens. Even in the off-season, we're five days a week, so you don't have to worry about us taking breaks or taking hiatuses. I've been doing this show since 2019. I've never missed an episode in my four-plus years of doing this show, and I don't intend to anytime soon. So we're going to be talking free agency, talking the draft. We'll be starting up our mock drafts Mondays and Sundays here on Locked On Ravens next week. I always do it the week after the Super Bowl. So we're going to be talking about how the Ravens can build up this team and hopefully get – to the Super Bowl and win it next season. So let's talk about the Super Bowl champions though, and the Chiefs as they did win again against the San Francisco 49ers and gotta give credit to them. I don't think Kansas City was the best team in the NFL this season. I, I still think that was Baltimore, but doesn't matter if you're the you're the best team in the regular season, if you're not the best team in the playoffs, you can't get the job done. And Kansas City, I think, tightened up in the playoffs, and they just played for the most part mistake-free football and capitalized on others' mistakes. Including in the AFC Championship championship game with Baltimore, which I'm look. We're we're gonna move past it. We'll of course reference it when we need to, but the season's over. We're in off season mode. I'm I'm not gonna dwell too much more on the championship game. Yes, it still stings. It still hurts. It's still awful, but we we can move ahead now and kind of focus on the off season aspect of this. And you know what, how Baltimore's gonna go and, and and beat Kansas City next season. Which who knows? Maybe they're gonna play week one. Since Kansas City is playing Baltimore, they're going to be playing an arrowhead, and maybe Baltimore will be that week one opponent for Kansas City. But here's how I think you start in terms of just how, how do you dethrone Kansas City? Because it's not just, oh, you can win in the regular season and oh, you're dethroning them. No, you have to if you face them in the playoffs, you gotta dethrone them that way. They're a two-time Super Bowl champion. One, you have to play mistake-free football, right? I think any game against Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. The way their offense was this year, it wasn't necessarily as high powered as we had seen it. Right, we ha- we hadn't seen them is in the years past. Right, it was Tyree Hill and Travis Kelsey wreaking havoc, and they had good complimentary receivers. Didn't have they weren't like five deep or anything, but they had complimentary guys. But this year it wasn't really that way. It was the defense that carried them, and Mahomes obviously did his part, and Kelsey stepped up in the playoffs when it mattered. But to me, if you're the Ravens, you have to play mistake-free football. And you have to be ready for the moment. I don't think some Ravens players, some Ravens coaches are ready for the AFC championship moment. And if you're back there, even if it's a wild card game, just a playoff atmosphere against Fashion Mahomes and company, they have been there, done that before, and done it plenty of times. Now, Lamar Jackson obviously has playoff wins under his belt. He has two of them now, but Mahomes obviously has a lot more than two plus the three Super Bowls. He has, yeah. Patrick Mahomes has more Super Bowl championships than Lamar has playoff wins, right? And Mahomes obviously got a little bit of a head start there, being drafted earlier. But regardless, it's still, I mean, the sentiment still rings true. I also think if you want to talk about a roster building perspective, how do you defeat Kansas City from a roster building perspective? Baltimore has a lot of high IQ football players on their team, but I think just bringing in as many high IQ guys as you can, right? Because Mahomes can outsmart you. Andy Reid can outsmart you, and again, I'm not saying Baltimore didn't have—I mean, most all their players, very high IQ players. But to me, I think that part of it is—it's just a chess match, right? And in that chess match, there are going to be times throughout a game where you have to be mentally strong, and you have to be able to go and do your job. And I think Baltimore did do that, but then there were some moments where I think in the moment people shrunk, and that was just what it was. Plus. I do think you have to be able to generate pressure with four and Pasha Mahomes. You cannot blitz Pasha Mahomes. We know you cannot blitz Pasha Mahomes. And I think the Ravens do have that. If they bring back Justin Matabike. I think Travis Jones is gonna have an increased role next season. Do they bring back Kyle Van Noy, and We'll get into that as, as the second and third segments of our show come here. But those are all really, really big questions when you're talking about Kansas City because Mahomes picks apart the Blitz. Honestly, a lot of quarterbacks do nowadays. I, th- I think quarterbacks are getting smarter. Not, not every quarterback is good against it. I do think there's still some definite quarterbacks who struggle against it. I, Lamar struggled against it at times in the playoffs, but that doesn't mean he didn't pick it apart when the opportunity presented. I mean, in the second half of that Houston game, picked it apart. But then you saw some of the moments where, you know, he, he didn't play as well against the Blitz. And I think it's okay to say that because, again, my job here on Locked On Ravens is to praise when praise is deserved and criticize when criticism is deserved, right? I'm not going to sugarcoat things when they, when they aren't supposed to be sugarcoated. I'm not going to go and overly criticize a guy when it's not fair. So to me, Baltimore also has to be able, I mean, it's part, part coaching too, right? I mean, we can't get away from that where I am still very curious, especially with what we saw late in that San Francisco game where San Francisco was able to control the clock with their run game just Baltimore running the ball, and part of that is being able to win up front. We don't know what's going to happen with Chris Jones in the off season. with Kansas City. Maybe he comes back. I, I would do things to uh, to get to get Chris Jones in the Ravens uniform next to Justin BK. Those two would oh my, just incredible. But regardless, you have to be able to win up front with your front five. You have Tyre Linderbaum. You have oh well, Kevin Zeitler's not there right now. Apparently they're in talks, but nothing's official yet, so they don't have Kevin Zeitler. But if they bring back Kevin Zeitler then you have two of your five positions set. We don't know what's going to happen with Ronnie Stanley. We don't know what's going to happen with John Simpson or Morgan Moses, but against that Chiefs defensive front, it's going to be big. And also I think the wide receiver thing too. I mean, the Ravens last year, they had Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, Odo Beckham is their top three. For me, I think, you know, if you have Zay Flowers next year, you have him as your one. And then with Odell, you can make a case to bring him back and have him just as a... Here's my thing with Odell. I think Odell is good enough in some moments to be you know, a wide receiver two on this team. But you're going to have Bateman next year, whether you accept or decline the fifth-year option. But the Chiefs have Trent McDuffie. They have Justin Reed. Lajarius Sneed is a free agent. We're going to see what happens with him. But you have to be able to win that way because with Steve Spagnuolo, what he wants to do is he knew that his front wasn't great right he knew that so what he did against baltimore and san francisco was he gave these heavy pressure looks and heavy box looks and said all right you you won't want to run on this why would you run on this look we're going to beat you into running on it so we stop you a couple times and then you're going to keep giving you that look so you say okay well we're going to throw the ball now into that it, the teeth of the defense essentially which was the secondary so you have to have receivers who can win those one-on-ones Zay, if he's back, is a great route runner, right? 100%. So was Rashad Bateman. I think Rashad Bateman gets the short end of the stick on some of this stuff. Because while the production hasn't been there, he has been getting open. Lamar just hasn't been finding him. I'm not saying Rashad's been perfect, but I do think there is more that meets the eye with Rashad Bateman here in terms of his actual production over the course of his career versus you know what the eye test actually says about him. So there there are ways for the Ravens to dethrone the Chiefs, right? I'm not saying there's not, but you have to be able to play your game. You can't have mistakes. That's both on the field and with the coaching staff. You can't do it. And that's what makes the Chiefs so dangerous is because they're just such a cerebral team and they rarely make mistakes in big moments. I'm not saying they haven't done it. Obviously, in that Tampa Super Bowl a couple years ago, what was the formula? The offensive line for for the Chiefs that year was atrocious. They literally, Kansas City that year, Went into that offseason, replaced all five linemen on their line because they knew it was that bad. You have to be able to beat Kansas City and take advantage of opportunities, something San Francisco did not do in the Super Bowl. Something Baltimore did not do in the AH Championship. Buffalo couldn't do it the way they needed to in the divisional round. And Kansas City, as we saw, they either get out to a small little lead here or they hang around, hang around, hang around. And so... I think Baltimore does have, you know, if they add here, they bring back some key guys, they're going to lose some guys, right? They're going to lose, you know, I wouldn't expect Patrick Queen back, wouldn't expect Geno Stone back, et cetera, but they have horses. I think they have a shot to do it, but it starts with playing mistake mistaken football. It starts with playing your game with Lamar Jackson, stepping up in the big moments with John Harbaugh, not abandoning his identity, right? All those things are into one. That's how you dethrone a team like the chiefs who were so hard to beat. And to me, Look, it's the Chiefs until it's not, right? It's like the Patriots. It's, like, it's the it's the Patriots until it's not. So, how do you stop that dynasty? You, you have to play a really good game, almost perfect, to beat that team. And like any given Sunday, right? But Kansas City's showing, and they have here that look with back to back Super Bowls and with three times here for Patrick Mahomes. It's one heck of a team, and. Ravens have some work to do in order to be able to dethrone them next season. Coming up, though, we will talk about if next year is Baltimore's year. So be sure to stay tuned. Plan to talk about here on Lockdown Ravens. First, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. So the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports is just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price Picks offers an awesome injury insurance so that your entry stays in play even if one of your players gets injured. Football, basketball games, we have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return on the second. That player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Plus, Price Picks is really simple to play. You can make a Picks over there and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. For me, no football games, obviously, but I'm a big Denver Nuggets guy. And I think with Nikola Jokic, you're, you're in pretty safe spaces there, pretty safe territory to pick more on any Nicole Jokic number on prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL. Use code lockdown NFL for first buzz match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL. Use code lockdown NFL for first buzz match up to $100. Prize picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We're back our second segment Locked lockdown Ravens. Kevin Allstriker still talking with you here on this Monday after the Super Bowl. We're officially footballless. It, Things to say. I mean, look, I love football. Obviously, if you're watching this, you probably love football too, right? You'll hopefully love the Ravens or even if you don't, you're welcome in here to Lockdown Ravens as we kind of debrief here with the Super Bowl. Any Ravens fan, NFL fan is welcome here on this show. So if you're enjoying the content, be sure to hit that subscribe button, follow along in audio form as well. You can do video form, audio form, however you prefer to listen to your content. Same show, both audio videos. you are not missing out on any of our content five days a week, always on Lockdown Ravens. But a big conversation is how how good of a chance Baltimore had to win the Super Bowl this year. I, I argue that this was the best chance that Baltimore had in the Lamar Jackson era. And even dating back a few years prior to the Lamar Jackson era, depending on how far you want to go. This was Baltimore's best shot in a really, really long time to win the Super Bowl. The roster was there. The coaching staff was there. The performance, for the most part, was there. There were some hiccups along the way. But Baltimore was by far and away, in my opinion, the best team in the NFL this season. But as I have said, and I literally said it earlier in the show, being the best regular season team gets you nowhere. It's a step. What you have to be is the best team in the playoffs. And even if you're not the best team in the playoffs, you got to find ways to win in the playoffs. And the Ravens did not do that in the AFC championship game. So now we flip the page and is next year Baltimore's year. Well, I think there are some questions that we have to answer first if we're going to talk about is next year Baltimore's year. I think first of all, you got to look at the Ravens themselves. And we'll talk in the final segment about the offseason and you know what the Ravens have in store there from a free agent perspective, from a draft perspective. But when you have whenever you have Lamar Jackson, you have a chance, right? That is that is a fact. But I do think that Baltimore has their work cut out for them because they have folded in the big moment multiple times here in whoever you want to blame. And I'm not one to blame one coach or one player or put 50 like things like, Oh, well, it's only one person's fault. It's not, you know, I think part of the blame does fall on John Harbaugh. Part of the blame does fall on Lamar Jackson, on Todd Monk in this year on Greg Roman in previous years, right? We, we we've had those conversations. We'll continue to have those conversations, but if it's going to be Baltimore's year next year, They are really going to have to figure out what their identity is. Because, look, we thought they had an identity this year, right? They were a ground team. They've been a ground team really since the Lamar Jackson era started. And consistently, in big moments, they have moved away from it. And John Harbaugh says, well, that's just the way the game went. They presented heavy looks. But the Ravens are some of the best in the league, conquering heavy looks, right? You bring in Patrick Ricard. You bring in big bruisers. You have Baltimore use the sixth offensive lineman with Ben Cleveland or Patrick McCary a ton this year. And they just, they they didn't play to their strength. If it's going to be Baltimore's year, you use what got you there. And players, coaches, everybody has to step up in the big moment. Eric DaCosta has to have another offseason like he did last offseason. Absolutely sublime offseason from Eric DaCosta. Really the only... The only miss I would say Eric DaCosta had last offseason was Rocky Asin, right? That that and it didn't even matter that much because they had other guys step up so big like Arthur Millette and Ronald Darby and Brandon Stevens. But he's it was hit after hit after hit after hit. I mean, depending on how you feel about Odell, I thought Odell was fine. Like again, wasn't a wide receiver one or anything. And again, with a fifteen million dollar contract up to eighteen million, of course those numbers. When you look at it from a base perspective, didn't look, didn't live up to the expectations, but there was a lot more that went into that. But regardless, Baltimore has to again with Lamar on that contract, with some of the other big contracts that will be or already are going to be in effect. You have to hit on your mid-round draft picks and your your early ones and late ones, of course. But you got to be able to sign those Shadyan Clownies and Kyle Van Noyes and Millets and Darbys and all Nelson Aguilar's. Got to be able to hit on them. And it's easier said than done. Now, Eric DaCosta has definitely earned my trust with it, right? I'm I'm not doubting him because with the offseason he had, (laughs) I mean, how can he? He was was that good with it. But the other question you kind of have to ask is it's not just about Baltimore. Obviously, Baltimore can control what they can control, and they play who's in front of them. But let's look at the AFC for a second. We just talked about Kansas City and how they are 1,000% the team to beat. Doesn't matter how good Baltimore was in the regular season have to respect Kansas City. They are the team that you circle. They are the champions. They are the back-to-back champions. That's the number one team in the AFC, and and you cannot argue against it. Even though Baltimore had the best regular season, doesn't mean anything because Kansas City is the one hosting Lombardi. But what about the other teams that start in the AFC North, right? Since Natty's going to be getting Joe Burrow back, and we're going to see what happens with, with T. Higgins and some of the other guys that they had. They obviously lost Brian Callahan as their offensive coordinator. But with Joe Burrow back, you know, it's a big boost for them. Cleveland's getting the Sean Watson back. Now, I think that's much less of a boost than Joe Burrow. I'm, I'm very not. I'm not in on Deshaun Sean Watson. I'm not a Sean Watson guy for multiple reasons. But Joe Flacco played better than Deshaun Sean Watson. So what does that mean? But Cleveland's also going to get back other guys too. They were very snake bitten. Nick Chubb is going to come back. That's a huge part of their offense. Maybe they add some wide receivers. Steelers, who knows what's going to happen at quarterback. I, I saw something that they, they were going to sign Ryan Tannehill I don't know how true or real that was, but it goes with the theme of Pittsburgh with even if it's not Tannehill, I expect them to add a veteran quarterback to try to take advantage of their defense and how good it is with guys like Cam Hayward, make Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, et cetera. Got to take advantage of that group. You know, I think they're going to have to add some corners for sure, but we're going to see how they perform with Watt. Obviously, Alex Highsmith and what ends up going on. With that, And this is why I think it stings so much at the Ravens loss. And again, not to get too much, too far back on the subject, but we have to be realistic here where every season is different. There's no guarantee that in fact, there is no guarantee at all. There's, it's not going to happen. The AFC is going to be different next year than it was this season with teams stepping up, other teams falling. And you're going to have teams that maybe weren't in the conversation last season. They're going to step up. And they're going to be in the conversation. What does that mean for Baltimore? Plus, from a health perspective, I'm talking about all these quarterbacks coming back, like Justin Herbert, for example. Obviously, Kirk Cousins, where is he going to end up? You see these guys come back. Health is going to be a huge part. Health is a huge part. And we can say that this Ravens team, from a health perspective, in 2023, didn't suffer a ton of season-ending injuries, but they weren't necessarily healthy, healthy at the end of the season. I mean, look, we can admit Mark Andrews was not 100%. Humphrey Hartford's not 100%. But who, who's to say that the health situation, because Baltimore had most of their guys for the big games, not that they were all healthy, but there were only probably three key contributors on IR, maybe two and a half J.K. Dobbins, Keith Mitchell, and David Ajabo. Those were the guys. Are the Ravens going to get that lucky health wise next year? Maybe they do, but it's not a guarantee. You look across the the other parts of the AFC, Buffalo with Josh Allen, always going to be a threat. What are they going to do with Stephon Diggs? New York. Aaron Rodgers, that's a big storyline. New England, um, I mean, I'm not necessarily putting them as a threat, but I mean, crazier things have happened. So we'll see. Obviously, Miami, they're going to get some guys back as well from injury. And they have some talent there. But I'm not, I don't think two is bad, but I'm not sold on him. Then look at the AFC South. This is where I'm really intrigued. CJ Stroud is a dog, absolute baller. And that team getting tanked all back, they can make some moves around the edges. CJ being in year two, D'Amico Ryan's being in year two. They're my pick to win the AFC South next year. Jacksonville got got to figure out what's going on with Trevor Lawrence. They're going to get Christian Kirk back. So that, that's a team you got to watch. Coles with Anthony Richardson is a dark horse for a lot of people. Then Tennessee with Will Levis. How's that going to look? And then in the AFC West, we talked about Kansas City, but Los Angeles with Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert coming back. We talked with Sean Merriman about that here. He's very excited about that pairing. The Raiders with Antonio Pierce seems, seem to have found something. Maybe they get a quarterback and, and that looks a lot down. I'm not a Jimmy G guy, so we'll see. Then obviously the last team, in there's Denver. We'll see what happens with Russell Wilson. And then you got to look at the NFC, right? If Baltimore, Baltimore makes the Super Bowl, San Francisco is the top dog there. But then you have Dallas and Philadelphia and Detroit. There, there's, there are going to be so many teams here. So Baltimore, it can, it can be their year. Baltimore is a talented team. I expect them to be in the playoffs and, and be really good next season. But it's not going to be the same as 2023. Maybe it's better. Maybe somehow it's better. But there's no guarantee that Baltimore has these things go for him. So that it's such a year-to-year league, so fragile in the NFL. I think Baltimore has a shot 1,000%. As I said, with Lamar, you have a chance. But we're going to see how it pans out for him. Coming up in the final part of the show, we'll talk about the offseason officially beginning, getting into Baltimore's free agent list, the draft position, and a lot more. Stay tuned, plan to talk about here on Lockdown Ravens. First, this episode is brought to you by DoorDash, and what a football game that Super Bowl was! I actually thought it was really good, but as usual, the commercials stole the show. In my book, there were a lot of good ones, and DoorDash ran a lot for the game day and DoorDash stuff from all the ads to one lucky winner, car snacks, even tax software, and somehow they pulled it off. I'm a little bummed I didn't win personally, but I got to hand it to them; it was one heck of a delivery. Now, DoorDash is the all-in-one app for your everyday needs, from restaurants and groceries to flowers and gifts. So next time you're running low on dinner ideas, pet supplies, or just time, you can get so much more than you realize delivered, and whatever watch party or anything party you've got coming up, get it delivered with DoorDash. Football season may be over. We're still in the thick of basketball games, a school year, and let's face it, even winter. I can of a million reasons daily to order DoorDash. Hop on the app and make your lay a little easier. Get dinner for tonight, groceries for the week, or a consolation prize for your sad friends. In, whether it's Baltimore or San Francisco, all on DoorDash. DoorDash, your door to more ahead of the DoorDash app and get everything you need delivered. We're Back, it's our final segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Allstriker, still talking with you here on this Monday. Really appreciate you tuning in here and making Lockdown Ravens your first destination every day. We are five days a week of Ravens content plus bonus content. We do live shows, we're doing a bunch of content in the offseason. I'm really excited for it. So if you're new to the channel, would really appreciate it. If you subscribe to the channel on YouTube or if you're here in audio form, if it's your first time. Be sure to follow along wherever you get your podcasts or anywhere you get those shows, same show, audio and video. Plus of course, if you're an everyday or, or you're tuning back and you've been here before, really appreciate you and the support here. We've been going strong here for a while on lockdown Ravens. And I'm really excited to keep growing and keep building just a side note for content. Lamar won the MVP. Obviously we, we reacted to it on Friday, but on Saturday, Aaron shots, who was the one MVP voter who did not vote for Lamar Jackson. He joined us and he gave his reasoning for why he didn't. So if you want to check out that, Really good episode, and we're just going to continue going on Locked on Ravens now about the offseason because it's officially here, and there's a lot to get into because Baltimore has so many, so so many free agents. And I'll I'll read the list out here, and then we can talk about them, but it's going to be a big offseason. Baltimore's free agents, Odo Beckham, Kevin Zeitler, Gus Edwards, Rockistion, Nelson Aguilar, Patrick Queen. Tyler Huntley, and Clowney, Geno Stone, Ronald Darby, J.K. Dobbins, Josh Johnson, Justin Matabike, Darrell Worley, Brent Urban, Laquan Treadwell, Devin Duvernay, Malik Harrison, Delshawn Phillips, Arthur Millette, Trayvon Mullen, John Simpson, or Darius Washington. Now, that's a big list, right? Really important players on that list. Obviously, the big three, I call them, Justin Matabike, Patrick Queen, and Geno Stone. But then you, you have other ones that are important, right? Kevin Zaitler, we talked about. It's going to be really interesting, the running back position what they do with both Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins there. I mean, you have Justice Hill and Keaton Mitchell obviously going to come back at some point, but do you bring in a Derrick Henry, right? Would you bring Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs? Those are a bunch of rumblings that were going on throughout the trade deadline. So we'll see, and we'll figure that out. But of course, with everything here, as I mentioned in the first part of the show, building up on the offensive line, They have a couple of guys who could maybe fill in for John Simpson if they decide not to bring him back, or maybe they decide to move on from Ronnie Stanley. That's another thing, too, where they can free up some money. Baltimore doesn't have a ton of current cap space right now, but obviously there are ways for them to free up some with restructures and post June 1 cuts. Plus, you have guys like Tyus Bowser, who I I don't think is going to be around. That saves you some money if you move on from a Patrick Picard or a Morgan Moses. Those save you money as well. Stanley obviously gives you a lot of dead money, but does give you some cap savings. So there's, there is something to look at with that. Plus you have the 30th overall pick. So second to last pick, I guess third to last pick at the end of the first round, that's going to be one where if I'm the Ravens, I'm probably trying to trade out of that. Honestly, pick up as many picks in the top 100 as you can. You can trade back from 30 to maybe 35. And then you pick up an extra second or third with that deal to me, I think that's going to be important. I understand you lose the fifth year option if you don't pick in the first round, but I think the value of fifth year options have, have actually declined in recent seasons. Not that they're not valuable, but I do think with the new rules and, and how they're accolades based and performance based instead of a flat rate for a pick, it can, it can drive up the price. And, you know, for example, the Ravens have decisions to make on both Adafi Owe and Rashad Bateman when this offseason ends up going, I forget when the actual deadline is for that. I'm, I'm can't remember right now, but when that happens, I mean, obviously, the Ravens declined the one for Patrick Queen. He balled out now. Unfortunately, he's probably leaving Baltimore, so we're, we're gonna see. Because Baltimore, right now, I believe they're in line for a fourth round compensatory pick from Ben Powers, but they're gonna lose the sixth round pick they were projected from Josh Oliver because they signed at Nelson Aguilar. So they were gonna have two, they signed Nelson Aguilar, they're gonna only have the one now. The look, a sixth round pick for the production Aguilar gave you. I, I'd take that ten thousand percent. So Baltimore has a lot of questions they have to answer. But to me, you, you retain guys obviously Lamar and Roquan Smith, Kyle Hamilton, Marlon Humphrey, Tyler Lindebaum, et cetera. The list goes on there. you have you have a good base of elite players. Now it's adding around them, bringing back your other elite players. Like again, I, I don't see how you can let Justin ManiqueK walk out the door. He is just, that valuable to you. He is too valuable. Interior pass rush is so hard to find. He picked a heck of a year to have his breakout year, by the way. Now, as I've talked about on this show before, I'm a little interested to see how the franchise tag would work for him. If there's no extension, obviously for him, it would be $20.9 million is projected. I think he cleared 25 annually from his performance. Now you haven't told July to work out an extension for the franchise tag. So of course, maybe that's just what they do. And that's what happens. But I'm not sure I play on the franchise tag. I'm just mad So that's another question they have to answer a long off season ahead for the Ravens. A thousand percent. We're going to see it. It, it. All these storylines intrigue me because this is one of the more important off seasons in Ravens history. I think last off season was obviously huge with the Lamar extension and everything that went down with that. But how do you respond after getting the first we have in this era and unfortunately falling short if they fall short again could result in even more changes. And obviously at the top of that list might be parting of ways with John Harbaugh. So we'll see what ends up happening there. But a lot of offseason content ahead for you on Locked On Ravens. Really excited for it. Be sure to subscribe here on YouTube. Follow along in audio form as well. Plus on Instagram trying to start that up again. So you can follow me there at Chaos 34. I'm on Twitter at Chaos 34 as well. That's all I have to here today on Locked On Ravens. Thanks so much for tuning in. Come up tomorrow. More Ravens content. Of course, stay tuned for that. We'll see you right back tomorrow on Locked on Ravens.